Right, so physics 101, hot metal moving fast makes an electromagnetic field. The spinning liquid outer core is the engine that drives the EM field. And that's where we have our problem. This engine has stalled. The core of the Earth has stopped spinning. How could this have happened? We don't know. What's the timeline here? As the EM field becomes more and more unstable, we'll start seeing isolated incidents. One plane will fall from the sky, and then two, and then in a few months, anything, everything electronic will be fried. Static discharges in the atmosphere will create superstorms with hundreds of lightning strikes per square mile. After that, it gets bad. I'm glad we finally got to this movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I'm not even sure if I've ever seen the whole thing prior to my watch uh, this week. But you're a at least a prior watcher, if not a fan. Yeah, I was I was very aware of the movie, but you know, last month was the twentieth anniversary of this film. There's a beautiful four K Blu-ray out on shelves now to celebrate the twentieth anniversary. I don't know if it's on shelves, but you can get it on like Amazon or something. Yeah, I heard about that. I can't imagine this is a movie that would look better in four K. Oh, beg to differ. I think the fuzziness of some of the images helped hide the uh, factual inaccuracies that were going on, you know, well, factual inaccuracies. What are you scientific talking about? inaccuracies? What are you uh, talking about Nick? breaking the laws of physics? I actually don't think the special effects are that bad. Uh, I think like they're better than they had any right being like, I'm not saying like it's groundbreaking. It's not fucking Jurassic Park or whatever, but it's I strongly disagree. I think they were horrific gets the job done yeah they vary wildly i mean I, I think i think there are scenes too where they didn't know how to use the special effects like like in the crystal chamber where they're like look at this amazing crystal chamber <laughs> and they pull out it's just black space it's with little dots. twinkle dots it's so beautiful <laughs> it's like dude you're looking into a fucking belly button right now i can't see shit <laughs> they made the uh the sci-fi network's uh feature films look Really good by comparison. <laughs> That's not fair. It's fine. <laughs> what do you mean it's not fair? First of all, no one fucking knows what the inside of the earth looks like. So, you know, there's not a lot to, like, rely upon. I could tell you this movie was too bright for the inside of the earth. <laughs> I think it would have been a lot darker. That's a fair point. I have a pretty good idea, actually, what the inside of the earth looks like. It's I close my eyes and I go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, why is the lava a color? What if I told you that the inside of the earth actually would project some light? I would call you a liar. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's because of the heat. That's, it, it would project some light, theoretically. Heat makes things brighter. Brighter. Yes. Okay. All right. It would project, not, maybe not all of the mantle, but yes, the, the center of the earth, like the very center would probably be quite bright. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when they were inside of a gem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what do they call it? A geode? Here's the interesting thing. Um, the, the, the existence of little, little sparkle effects would imply that there's light getting in there. Correct. Uh, no. Yeah, they no. kind of just <laughs> got out. So, like, they were yeah. trapped in a gem, yes. right? And they just walked out. They were just on a crystal, right? Can you... First of all, th that that's problematic for a number of reasons, but... um. You can't get out of that thing and expect to not be crushed by the pressure just because it's empty space. Oh, the suits, dude. Doesn't the suits can take the pressure? <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. They're they're like in <laughs> the only line I think in this movie that's accurate is one guy goes, "If we can get to space, we can get to the center of the earth." And the other guy goes, "No, it's not the fucking same. It's way harder." <laughs> Like, that's the only accurate line of the movie. But Nick, in the words of Stanley Tucci, what if we could? Ah, oh, that, that's the best. That's the it's the fucking best. best. Even if we somehow came up with a brilliant plan to fix the core, we just can't get there. Yes, but... What if we could? 
what I love is when whenever a screenwriter puts the pitch for the movie that they said in the pitch meeting into the actual script. You know, so it's they were definitely at a coffee shop in L.A. Well, we all know we can't get to the center of the earth, but <laughs> this movie presupposes that they could. <laughs> I think he literally says, but what if we could? Right. And lets them think about that for half a second. <laughs> I don't mind this premise, by the way. It's a great premise. I think, I think a lot Hot of, take, no pun intended. Well, I think it's it, it's interesting because it's a movie that is sort of like ripe with like more, more like nuanced, like scientific ideas. You know, like as you think of like sci-fi movies and it's always like space or it's always like AI and stuff like that. And I don't know, like you couldn't mine, no pun intended, a lot of like cool stuff that we don't normally talk about in sci-fi and I agree with you 100%. Premise is great. Yes. Um, I listened to a, a a talk by author Mary Robinette Kowal. She, uh, we've interviewed her on our other podcast, Fantasy Book of the Month, a couple times. You might call her a friend of the pod. Mm. Yeah, she is. Mm. And, um, sorry, my cat's ass is in the He's way. right in the webcam, dude. <laughs> He's, he loves this movie. Don't talk negative about it. <laughs> she, she writes uh, science fiction books, though, and she talks about how if you get enough of the science right, the reader won't question you for the things you have to fudge later. And she's like, it's important that you put in the work where you can. That's why I don't like Interstellar very much for a number of reasons as okay. well. Yeah. You're like, full of shit. Right. This, this You're movie, so wrong. Oh, this movie. Off. Every, okay, no, this, this every argument reminds- I've heard about <laughs> Interstellar, people are like, oh, it's not accurate. Like, they're all fucking astrophysicists. Yeah, dude, Get fuck the off. fuck out of hey, here. This hey, movie I rem- got one for you. The core kind of reminds me a lot of Interstellar, Listen, being honest do black, <laughs> do black holes work like that? No. But you know what does work the way that it works in Interstellar? Love, Adam. Love, oh, fucking love. love works. I'm not sure I agree with that. Across <laughs> galaxies. I'm not sure You're interrupting, though, back to my point. (laughs) This movie, right off the bat, doesn't even try to get a single fucking scientific fact accurate, okay? They are landing a space shuttle in Los Angeles like it's a fucking plane. In the L.A. River. River. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's fucking crazy. By the way, they're also steering that thing. They're like, take a a right. They're like steering the shuttle. (laughs) This thing's wings are like... It's not a fucking plane. You can't steer a shuttle like that. It's not a car either. <laughs> also, when you're landing back on Earth, don't you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you just land in like a small pod. I don't think they bring the whole fucking shuttle with them. Yeah, back I thought, to like Earth. you, you kind of just you eject and then you land in the ocean, right? You parachute into the ocean. Yeah, ninety percent of that shuttle is storage for fuel to lift you off. You don't keep that. You don't fucking. Li- I mean, SpaceX is trying to keep those but that's this is 20 years ago yeah look how that went went about as well as roman roy's <laughs> rocket launch um, honestly one of my favorite la river scenes oh my god it's in the running it's in the conversation there's some good ones in film history there's a lot in there's, film a, history. there's a lot of them yeah this is one of your favorites <laughs> maybe not <laughs> but it's not my least favorite it's not I, I don't know if it's my least favorite either uh what's the best one i don't know T2? Uh, Greece has the car chase at the end. Greece has one. Ambulance has one. Doesn't Chinatown have some river scenes? Oh, Chinatown is about rivers, Nick. It is. I mean, right. Like Chinatown is literally about water. That's the ultimate ultimate LA River movie then, isn't it? The plot of Chinatown is like, what if there was water and people turned it off? (laughs) It's like the opposite of Waterworld. Yeah. So if we do a dry month, we have to include Chinatown. Actually, Drive has an L.A. River scene. He it drives, does. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a romantic scene. I love that scene. Yeah. With the music playing. Okay, maybe it's not my favorite L.A. Okay, River okay, scene. Come on, Nico. There's, good <laughs> There's a lot of people love that. That apparently movie. was supposed to be LAX, and it because it was so close to 9-11, they were not able to get filming permits at LAX to land the space shuttle. Oh. So they didn't. So they had to change that to the L.A. River. Not even like this, the uh, 500th uh, most unrealistic thing in the movie, though. No. So we're not even close. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nick, I think it's fine. I don't know. Everybody always makes hay about fucking how unscientific this movie is, how inaccurate it is. You have to get some things right and make the attempt if you want to convince me. I'm okay for like suspending your disbelief, but you have to be careful about what you suspend 
the audience's disbelief with. You can't just do it with everything. If it's going to have science so crucial to the plot, I would think you'd want to get some things right. Uh, I mean, I'm not as concerned with that. I mean, I don't get, it's a disaster movie. It's what these movies are, are, are known for. No, but the, there's also some subtle climate change overtones sure. to this movie that this movie hurts the, the cause of climate change. Uh, <laughs> like, like Fox news is going to be Rupert Murdoch is going to be pointing to this movie to be like climate change is a hoax. Like, <laughs> You're not helping. Rupert's got other things on his mind, Nick. All right, he's not fucking watching the core. <laughs> I, I will say, Nick, this this is a movie. It again, w- wildly offensive to you know facts, the, the field of science, <laughs> and it does go out of its way to act like it knows what it's talking about on more than one occasion. So. All of the characters are scientists. Yeah, they're, they're, not, not only the, the, all the characters being scientists, but the amount of monologues about how something works, how the Earth works. What's the oh, Earth? I see what you there's mean. There's a shit ton of like like science right. babble that's thrown left and right in this movie. So if they're gonna spend that much time explaining it, it better be accurate. It better, is your point. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like writing a essay and stretching it to a thousand words to just to satisfy the teacher. It's like that's <laughs> what they're doing here. <laughs> they include so many untruths in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To put it simply, it's competent writing. Y- yeah. Sure. Yeah. Competent writing can make unbelievable things feel believable, and incompetent writing can take real things and make them feel fucking dumb. It, yeah. And this is a fucking dumb movie. But I felt like I got it, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this movie, guys. For the record, I don't think it's anything special. I think it's kind of disposable it Roland is. Emmerich karaoke, and it's a fun movie. It's a it's a yeah. perfectly fun movie. Nico likes it for uh, for one reason, and it's two words. It's called Stanley Tucci. That's right, and that's it. Big fucking Tucci. Yeah, it's actually three words. God, are you so predictable? But I I don't blame you. Tucci with a scarf, dude. I, I we meet Tucci. What is he at the on the steps of the Museum of Natural History? Something like that. And he's got a fucking cigarette. Do you know who I am? And a scarf <laughs> and these fucking glasses. Dude, I, I was to, in. I have to get to Washington, D.C., young man. Big to, fucking tooch, What dude. are you, insane? Restart the car somehow. That was the best. <laughs> just doing classic meltdown it in the, the fucking best. core of the earth, literally. Just fucking v- lava spewing outside and out of his lips. It's good stuff, dude. The Tooch. This movie is filled with actors that should have been more successful than they were. I, like, Hillary Swank is in oh, this really? shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking Aaron Eckhart, who I feel like in 2003, if you were, like, buying stock on leading men, Hollywood leading men, you definitely would have bought some Eckhart stock. What else is there? Just a seven, thank you for smoking and, like, Aaron Brockovich. I mean, he gets Dark Knight, and then that was it. That's like years later. But he got like no bump after Dark five, Knight. It's only five years later, Adam. Yeah, right. I, yeah, that's true. I'm just realizing he does play a pilot again in Sully, doesn't it? So he, he sure made, does. He plays a good pilot, damn good pilot. So I mean, a, a co-pilot. Excuse not, me. Not as not as good as the titular pilot. That's true. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got you got Eckhart. You got you got Swank, who is a multi Oscar winner. She has two Oscars. I forget about that. Yeah, and now she's on some like ABC um, newspaper show. She, my sister watches the show, and I walked in, and I'm like, "Is that multi Oscar winner <laughs> Hillary Swank playing a fucking editor at an Alaskan newspaper?" I'm not kidding you. That's the plot of the show. Everything I've seen her in lately, I don't like her in. Yeah, remember Logan Lucky. I do. Ooh, she's bad in that. Yeah, and she was in The Hunt. Remember she was in The Hunt? Oh, she's she the like villain the in The Hunt. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Eckhart, uh, Delroy Lindo pops up. He's actually really good he in this, really good. as he's, he always is. He's good is. in everything. He's never bad. It's Delroy Lindo. <laughs> he's never bad. He had like one scene that he was incredible in. Mm-hmm. Um, if Virgil needs blood, it will be my blood. Can we figure out the Eckhart thing though, really quick? Let's let's track this. <laughs> Eckhart thing. Why What's are you, the Eckhart you get thing? so fixated on the weirdest thing? Who gives a shit about Aaron Eckhart? No, I want to track this. Hang on, I want to see. I had a lot of thoughts about Eckhart, which is that he is a he, he's he's perfectly competent, but he just kind of sucks. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to identify the thing that they have that makes them like a real movie star. I just, I, he, I yeah, he just doesn't have it, man. He doesn't have it. We'll say this is one of the most stacked ensemble movies, uh, like unknown ensemble movies, because every I, I feel like everyone 
in this movie is like like batting way below their league just being in this movie because it's a yes. pretty it's a pretty incredible cast. It's pretty overqualified class. Like way Alfie Woodard, it has yeah. like a thankless role in the control center. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Eckhart. So he does in '97 in the Company of Men, which is a fucked up movie like you've never seen before. Uh, but it's like I don't know, like it does well, but it's kind of like a you know, 90s indie thing. And then he has like bit parts in Any Given Sunday, Aaron Brockovich. So he's working with good directors. Yeah, then I think he gets this one. <laughs> this is supposed to be the Eckhart coming out party. This was his trial run. I would say does a fine job, but I don't think like he's blowing you away. I think like everyone else on screen is kind of doing laps around him. Easily. <laughs> right? Easily. He does paycheck in 2003, the Ben Affleck thing. No one came out of that movie unscathed. I've seen that movie. So have I. That's Woo. That's John Woo. It is, yeah. That's a John Woo movie. I think it's based on a Philip K. Dick story. It is? Yeah. Interesting. Fucking Uma Thurman's in that? (laughs) No one came out of that one, okay? John Woo, his whole American career was killed out of that one? It is a that would explain because I saw Minority Report and Paycheck around the same time for some reason. That would explain why I flop them in my head occasionally. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for smoking. Is two thousand five. That's a great. There you movie. go. Great, great movie. movie. He's yeah. great in it. He is in the Wicker Man. I don't remember him being in the Wicker Man. It's got to be the thank you for smoking role that gets him the Harvey Dent role, right? I mean, yes, I would thank you. And he is terrific in Dark Knight. Right? The most underrated thing about that movie. Everybody is terrific in Dark Knight. Yeah, not everybody. <laughs> not everybody, Nick. That's a great movie, though. Uh, I'm not sure J- Gyllenhaal is right to the task. Yeah. What are you talking about? All she has to do is get blown up. It's not. She's the worst, Rachel. Let's be honest. Should have stuck with Katie Holmes. Sorry. I've, I've been pretty outspoken about my disdain for Gyllenhaal in that movie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, it's okay. Yeah. The, the, it's a great movie, but yeah. <laughs> Gyllen- She's no. fine. I, I like the Gyllenhaals. I'm a big fan of the family. I am a big fan <laughs> of the brother. Yes, I know. I know. I'm a big, big fan of the family. Uh, the family. The family. <laughs> Sworn en- enemies of Taylor Swift. No, I can't dislike Maggie Gyllenhaal because I feel like it would upset her brother. And I really love I really love Jakey. Yeah, but what if she still has that scarf hiding somewhere, dude? She does. You know she does. <laughs> I hope she does, too. They spit on it every night. <laughs> she uses it to wipe her ass. <laughs> oh, that thing's dirty. <laughs> so anyway, he does he does Dark Knight and it's like, all right, now it's on for, for Eckhart now. It's Eckhart season, right? Bye, bye, bye. So what do you do? You do I Frankenstein. Well, you do that a couple years later. What you actually do is you do a rom-drum with Jennifer Aniston called Love Happens that absolutely bombs in 2009. You do Battle Los Angeles in 2011. Oh, yeah. You're the lead in that one. Oh, no. Then you do, here's the run, The Rum Diary, Erased. I don't even remember what that fucking movie is. Olympus Has Fallen, I Frankenstein, and then after all has failed in the big blockbuster world, you try to do like a a low scale sports movie, underdog sports movie, with this thing called My All American. You play like a football coach, go back to your bread and butter, pull a Denzel. Another awful movie. Never heard of that movie. London Has Fallen in 2016, cash the check again, bleed for this, the, the Miles Teller boxing movie. Where he was supposed to be like, you know, Miles Teller's Mickey doesn't work. Sully, as you mentioned. And then, uh, yeah, disaster. So my point is, things could have gone another way for our boy. And it just didn't work out. Your boy, Nico. Your boy. My boy. <laughs> I feel like your goal as an actor, if, if we have any aspiring actors listening... Your goal should not be <laughs> find another career. That's right. Find Le- another career. Learn a language. Learn. <laughs> I love it on this podcast. <laughs> Give up. Learn fucking Stop. Microsoft Office Stop. and two other languages. Go be a landscaper. Cut Figure grass. Figure out how to living. fucking organize a spreadsheet. That's my be, advice. Be a plumber. No. Don't try to get leading roles. Just try to work with good directors. That's a good yes. Yes. Right? Like, don't be the lead. Be, like, the fucking third, 
tenth build in a fucking Scorsese film. You're better off. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Like, Killian Murphy, he's the oh. bad guy in the first Batman. Yeah. He stuck with Nolan. He stuck with him like like glue, like mm-hmm. stink on a monkey, you know? He didn't mm-hmm. l- leave his side. That's another guy. That guy has a fantastic career. Right. Maybe not. Maybe some people would say, oh, he's not. He doesn't have that many leading movies. But whenever you see that guy, you get a smile on your face, dude. Oh, yeah. It's like there's no role for Eckhart in Inception. You know, he can't find room for him in in fucking Tenet. He got allured by the idea of leading in films, working with Jennifer Aniston, all that. It's it's those are a tale as old as time. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely got the chin for it. does that's about you know anyway who else is in the core (laughs) who else is in the core oh you got uh you got bruce greenwood who plays a president and everything except for this one when he plays an astronaut yes i feel like that's the second thing like his agent only sends him casting calls with president on it and then when all those have run out it's like all right let's go into the astronaut bucket yeah did he play the astronaut in uh, national treasure too right he put the president in national. Or the president. Too. What did I say? The, <laughs> a, the astronaut. Yeah, there's they're no the, astronaut. Well, clearly yeah. they're the same job. Yeah. Uh, no, so, yeah. he. I. I think he has played the president, president. approximately fifty thousand times. Oh my god. Yeah, he's always the president in everything. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I recognized him, and then I recognized at the beginning of the movie the FBI agents that recruit Eckhart. One of them was the Secret Service agent in Twenty Four, and that guy always plays a fucking secret service agent or fbi guy or you know like schlubby police detective that gets shot in the first 10 minutes of the crime movie like (laughs) and then there's richard jenkins richard jenkins yeah Yeah. it's like the general i love this there's another line i just love where it's like oh it might take 15 billion dollars to get this made (laughs) what would it take to get it done in three months Fifty billion dollars. <laughs> Will you take a check? Why don't you use a credit card and get miles? Mm. Can you imagine bringing that check to the bank? <laughs> they- <laughs> Dude, you're getting arrested. That's dumb enough, but then fucking Eric Eckhart has to say, why don't you just use a credit card? They take miles or something like that. Yeah, right. Such a stupid line. <laughs> if that movie's made today, they'd be like, do you have Cash App? <laughs> Do you have Venmo? <laughs> you put it on public by mistake. It's like I always forget to fucking do that. Why does it? Say, it's got an emoji of a fucking spaceship. Yeah, I was gonna say, why does it say core? What, what, is, what does that mean? Like the zeros are going off of your phone's screen. <laughs> Do you guys ever scroll through Venmo for the social feature? Hell Do you yeah. actually use that? No, I I have it blocked, but sometimes I scroll through it and I like. Other people's <laughs> payments just to fuck with them. That's, the That's great. What the hell? Yeah, you can just go and you can see like, you know, your friend paid their wife or something for like dinner and you just like it. <laughs> I don't know why, why is that's that even a feature. A feature? It's crazy. <laughs> What's the point of that? Yeah, uh, I gotta be honest. I don't like check it. Like I check the other apps, but when I'm in Venmo. Like the home screen is the social feed, so something always like catches my eye, and then I'm because I'm nosy, I kind of just start scrolling and I check out what people are doing with their lives, you know. Not like you're getting any good dirt on there, but like every once in a while, it's like, oh, maybe there's a story behind this one. Maybe I should find out more, you know. I oh man, these are kind of funny though. I'm reading through some of mine now, and like one of them's just a pie, which is always good. One of them says, <laughs> "I'm dumb." Yeah, that's fun. You can sometimes like suss out. Oh, this person broke up with this person. You know, you can kind of like get some some good shit in there. Hella donuts is one on mine. All right, that's enough. Yeah, that's so. stupid shit. No, it's good. I, I it it preys upon our desire to know everyone's business. You know. Yeah. So good for Venmo figuring that out. Yeah. I'm gonna pull it up right now. <laughs> I got whiskey, <laughs> grok, which is I think groceries. We got. A flower, chips, a picture of a burrito. Mm. Literally, I see like wives paying their husbands and husbands paying their wives. What is the deal with that? I <laughs> have never paid my wife back for anything. <laughs> Who does this? Who is paying their spouse? <laughs> and now for a segment called In the Bedroom with Nick Evangelista. <laughs> no, I just don't get it. You share income. Why are you fucking paying them back? <laughs> 
I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either, Nick. I don't okay. know if we should touch this one, but I don't know. Some people do things differently, That's Nick. True. I don't know. I do have one here that says no ho, so that, that always makes me happy. So, like Hank? Like Hank, yes. I'm assuming it has something to do with Barry. <laughs> it's the only possible explanation. <laughs> I got brunch, bowling, chair, desk. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Did someone go to fucking Ikea? What is going on? <laughs> Paintings. <laughs> These are different people. I'm waiting for sex to be one of them. Golf. <laughs> yeah, wait till you see something really heinous on there. Like, thanks for the blowjob, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> you want to go through the plot of the cornick? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so... This film opens up very similar to The Happening, in my opinion. <laughs> Agree one million percent. I actually put that in my notes. We just kind of open up to, like, birds collapsing, right? First people collapsing and then birds falling from the sky. Oh, right, yeah. People just collapsing, falling over dead, essentially. Uh, birds lose, going out of whack, flying into buildings and shit. And uh, something's wrong, obviously. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And we and actually it's similar to the happening. You got Aaron Eckhart playing a teacher. In Mark Wahlberg's case, he's a high school teacher. In this case, he's a professor. But we cut from random montage of people dying to in the classroom, but he's not talking about the honeybees, but he is talking about sound waves, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh these two um secret service agents basically, or maybe FBI or whatever. They come in and they're like, oh, we need you. And they take him to D.C. And uh, they go, hey, uh, all these dead bodies. Do you know what caused it? At 10.30 a.m. local time, 32 civilians, all within a 10-block radius, died. They didn't get sick first. They simply hit the ground dead. Nerve agent? Our first guess, no. They all died at the same time? As far as we can tell, to the second. This hit CNN in one hour. I need a reason. Is there a variation in sex, age, body type? They all had pacemakers. Under a minute. Your reputation is well deserved. Uh, Aaron Eckhart discovers through more research and thinking in time that the Earth's core must have stopped rotating. I think he comes to this conclusion rather quickly. It wouldn't be my first uh, thought, you know, birds flying all over the place. Like, I, I don't know. They did determine that it wasn't a weapon. I still would have thought about five other things, maybe like a solar flare or I don't know. I, I ain't Mr. Fucking Science. <laughs> yes, you are. Nico. I, I ain't Bill at, Nye on this show. I'm just going to put that out there. At Hardy is people. <laughs> just never been a fucking science guy. But uh, can you guys like explain what the fucking deal is with the magnetic field that the electromagnetic field that covers the earth that like. Makes yeah. the North Pole, the North Pole, and the South Pole, the South yeah. Pole, and all the magnets sticking together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is caused by the Earth's core rotating. Yeah. Like, I think he does a fine job in the movie at explaining what the Earth's magnetic field is. They yeah. actually don't do a bad job at this. This is one of the better parts. Yeah. Hot metal spinning in a circle creates a magnet. Right. Yes. I mean, that's a simple explanation of it. Uh, what that does is it protects us. So the sun, as you know, is hot, but... It also has a lot of radiation, and even from where we are, the sun's radiation would reach us and hurt us if not for that magnetic field, which literally pushes all the radiation away. Yes, it does. Exactly. So, yeah, pr protects us from the, the deadly forces of the sun. Um, they're actually so strong that if that field were to collapse, like Earth, just like that, we just like... Phew, bust into flames right. we wouldn't like vaporize but the the earth would basically be on fire yes i like the way they put it in the movie where they grab a uh was it a donut or something what was it i don't remember it was a peach he grabs a peach, a oh, peach, peach. Nick, yeah. puts he, it on a fork dude or something holds it up and then grabs like a little flame <laughs> torch and just <laughs> time out time the out time out time display. out time out everybody relax what do you want me flag on the play okay so this is the briefing scene eckhart and tooch go to the like hall of generals right like this is the war room you can't fight in here this is the war room yep 
and they let all the important people know what the hell is happening and what needs to be done about it. Didn't bring a fucking diagram. Didn't bring like a graph, a whiteboard, anything. He just sort of wandered in and hoped for the best. Thank God there was fruit in there. Bowl of fruit! <laughs> Thank God. Sitting in the war room. Meanwhile, there's computers and graphics and lasers and like it's a futuristic fucking thing. It's a, you know, top secret bunker. Thank God a bowl of fruit was sitting there and there was a, a bottle of hairspray, a can of hairspray in the other room just in case. Maybe they brought that for demonstration purposes. No, nah, so, the fruit's just there, dude. This these guys, <laughs> these guys, their blood sugar gets low sometimes. They need a, you know, a quick pair. The plot of this movie hinges on whether or not there is fruit in that room. Correct. Otherwise, otherwise none of this happens. And not grapes, by the way. <laughs> no, yes, yes. Grapes and blueberries aren't going to get it done, too. We need a pit. It needs to, exactly, it needs to be a peach because there's a core in that peach. That's right. <laughs> right. With the mantle and the crust and the, yeah. Right. I love to see the behind the scenes with the director being like, I need the perfect fruit. I need you to bring me fruit. <laughs> I need to see the inside of the fruit. Yeah, I just, I, that's just so funny to be like, I don't often run into communal fruit in life, you know? Like at a workplace or otherwise, I feel like there's, like yeah. everywhere that you guys have worked, has there ever been like a bowl of fruit sitting there for the employees? I've had a few drive by fruitings, but. <laughs> Well, sure. <laughs> Just a few. Haven't we all? Yeah, exactly. It's tough. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, you know, I like I don't feel like I often I feel like that was actually something when I was a kid that there used to be a lot more of. Mm. Maybe the 2003 third thing. Maybe. Is has fruit gone out of fashion, Nico? What do you might think? <laughs> Well, not in certain <laughs> contexts, but in other contexts, yeah. What uh, do you think about the fruit shortage? Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm thinking back on it a bit like in my childhood, yeah, there was fruit was just around more. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Let's go to a grocery store right now. You're so and I'll dumb. prove you wrong in two seconds. <laughs> You're so fucking dumb. <laughs> What's the deal with fruit? Where'd it go? <laughs> Where's all the fruit? I don't mean that we... <laughs> you guys. I... I just feel like you would go over someone's house or you would go to like the, the doctor's office. The doctor? I feel like there would... They're in the war room in this movie. I mean, come on. Listen, they're not, give... they're not giving you apples at the doctor's office. That this kills business. That's going to hurt business if they're giving, giving out apples. Right. It does, it does keep them away. It actually repels them. They get scared of it. I don't know. I feel like at the bank, you know, like there used to be. What the fuck at the bank? I feel like there was more fruit. Okay. I'm going to get you a fruit basket for your birthday. <laughs> Yeah, we should actually we should get everybody. To, we should, Adam, we should work with everybody to like everybody sends him Harry and David's like fruit baskets for his birthday. He gets like forty of them. That's a good idea. Oh, you're gonna have like fifty fruit baskets on your front step. Here's your fucking fruit. I'm gonna get together with some people. We're all gonna coordinate this. Your birthday's in August, I believe. Well, sound off in the Discord if you think that fruit used to be more prevalent fifteen years ago. Oh. It must be all the razor blades on Halloween. Oh man! They don't. Okay, I think I'm onto something. That's I really do. But... So I'll get back to the plot really quick. Okay. So yeah, so they determine Earth core stop rotating. Uh, we're all gonna die unless something's done about it. And uh, that's when Tucci is like. Uh, Hey, I got a friend who makes a fucking high-powered uh, Gatling gun lasers that can <laughs> blow through the earth. Yes. Yes. It just so happens. Very convenient. He's been working on it for 15, 20 years. This is also, by the way, where all of the precious metals from Avatar go. They go to this movie. Yeah, the unobtainium is a phrase used here. <sighs> yep. And I... Don't know if it's the first use of the term, but I imagine it's one of the first uses of the term. Oh, man, I thought it 
must be the first. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. I'd like to go through the history of it, but it's it's often a popular phrase used in science fiction to like describe chemical X or you know yes. mineral X. Yes. The, but yeah, Avatar obviously is the the movie that popularized it. Yeah. I remember when I saw Avatar, I was like, they stole that from the core. Yeah. What the hell <laughs> is this? Apparently, engineers have spoken of unobtainium since at least the 1950s. Okay. Wow. Well, there okay. you go. There we go. So, uh, but yeah, Delroy Lindo is Tucci's friend, and he yes has been working on this high powered laser. Unobtainium is the is the uh, metal that he's going to use to enclose the people that go into the earth. Yes. And evidently it can sustain this extreme heat and, you know, all the fucking lava and shit. It's the perfect material. It's super material. Keeps them safe, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah. It gets it gets stronger as uh, there are, there is more pressure. So the deeper they go, the stronger it gets, and all that, <laughs> which but, is awfully convenient. Yeah, yeah. Extreme, <laughs> nothing but conveniences. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna build the ship to go into the core, but they of course need someone to pilot it. Uh, that's when the scene where these astronauts are making an emergency landing in Los Angeles's river um, comes into play. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, okay. This is a this is a trope of movies, specifically like disaster movies, science fiction movies, is a problem will arise that no one on the planet is qualified to solve. Yes. So you have to find the next closest thing. Right. So like, you know, we need a guy that can fly to Jupiter and back. And it's like, all right, we're going to get Maverick from fucking Top Gun or something to do this. You know, like there's no job title that exists. So we're going to get the closest thing. Are astronauts really the guys you want? Drilling into the earth like I feel like wouldn't there be miners and spelunkers that would be more qualified? It's the reverse effect of uh, Armageddon. Remember that whole controversy? Sure. You know, what is it? It's easier to train astronauts to become drillers than drillers to become yeah. astronauts. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah so, so exactly now, right. Another very, very, very dumb movie. Uh, Which I guess. OK, so they're astronauts, so they're smart. Yes. So their skill set may be transfers but it's not just astronauts in this in this instance it's also like a college professor for some reason they take the smartest people who figured out these problems and like we're gonna send you to the middle of the earth to do this which is crazy because if this goes wrong you should have people up top who can try again i don't know the guy who built the only known laser that can get to the center of the earth you're gonna put him in there like he says it's not space we're throwing you into the ground yes like just because you're going down instead of going up that doesn't mean that the skill (laughs) set you know it doesn't translate they even acknowledge in this film we don't actually know how thick or thin the core is or what it was really made of so all of our models are guesses (laughs) yeah yes but we're gonna launch five nukes down there that's the plan by the way to launch five nukes at the court to restart it we we didn't talk about the actual plan the plan is to reignite the core with a series of nuclear blasts at the center of the earth that's a cool idea yeah it's also a very bad idea give it a jump (laughs) no no no. it's a very bad idea well what else you got man (laughs) well i don't know i i'm actually willing to believe that the electro like uh, like tesla coil thing project destiny i'm willing to bet that is actually a better idea than throwing a bunch of nuclear bombs into the center of the earth another member of their crack shot team by the way they get the world's best hacker oh yeah he actually has two titles right he is the world's best hacker, and he has the world's biggest nose. <laughs> Get his world record holder, this fucking guy. <laughs> fucking Pinocchio over here. What's this fucking actor's name? DJ something? I had not seen him in other things. Oh, I've seen him in a bunch There's of no stuff. way. Yeah. I've seen him before. I've seen him all over the place. I think I would recognize that nose if I saw it, guys. I think that fucking nose. DJ you know, Qualls. DJ Qualls. Yeah, what the fuck was he in? God, I can't remember. Oh, God, I've, I've seen him all over the place, though. Outside the Chinese theater in L.A., you know how they do the handprints? His nose is actually... <laughs> it goes way down to the, the concrete. Core. Yeah. It goes all the way down to the core. Dude, they should have just used his fucking nose to drill down there. That's a good point. Was that nose bothering you? It wasn't bothering me. It was just notable. Oh, he's, he's in Man in the High Castle. That's where I recognize him from. Oh, okay. I love when they're trying to show how smart this kid is, and the first thing he does is he 
takes Aaron Eckhart's phone, which is an old, like, shitty, f- not even a flip phone. This is, like, pre-flip phone cell phones. And he takes a uh, a bubblegum wrapper and he, like, folds it up and then, like, rubs it on the back of the thing. And he goes, you now have unlimited international calling for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about this scene. This is the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Just a couple lines that I want to point out for y'all. So fucking, what's the hacker's name? Rat? He goes by oh, the rat. Character. The rat. The rat, yeah. The rat, right. So he is arrested for, I don't know, computer fraud. Is that the term that they use? I think that's just 2003 term they use. Computer hacking fraud. Yeah, something like that. So they kidnap him because he, they don't kidnap him. They arrest him and they threaten him with jail time. And they say, can you hack the earth? (laughs) That's the exact phrasing they use. The planet, I think. We need you to hack the planet. We need you to hack the planet to control the flow of information. So nothing leaks online about what is going on here to keep this top secret. All done by one dude. Not a team, just one dude. Is right. All so th- this presupposes, you know, what the NSA is going to do <laughs> about, I don't know, a decade later. Maybe they were already doing it, but... No, but this is the reality, right? I want you to think about the fact that we have the NSA. The Chinese government has their agencies. Russia has their disinformation agencies, whatever. None of these people can control the flow. Right. These are entire government agencies. Like, how is this one guy going to do it? <laughs> and he has that great line, nobody controls the net. Like, he says that. It's like, yeah, what are you, crazy? Nobody controls the net. Don't you know that? <laughs> Favorite fucking line is when he goes to Tucci. How many languages do you speak? Five, actually. Well, I speak one. One zero one zero zero. With that, I could steal your money, your secrets, your sexual fantasies, your whole life. Any country, any place, any time I want. We multitask like you breathe. I couldn't think as slow as you if I tried. It's like up top, dude. That's right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I multitask like you breathe. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> this is my favorite era of internet movie. 99 to 03 and the depictions of the internet in that period is the best i'm so nostalgic for these days it is so intense yeah and they have no idea what they're talking about no just no chill though it's like it's 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 the internet is a constant like weapon yeah you know what's funny is in 15 years we're gonna look back at movies that had ai in them the same way we had some practice with ai though like, AI is actually an, a science fiction idea that long precedes the actual scientific innovation, mm-hmm. where I don't know if there was as much internet stuff in fiction leading up to the internet's creation. Oh, sure, maybe. You know? And so, like, it caught people so off guard that, like, Hollywood did not physically, like, know what it did. <laughs> like, it didn't understand what the internet was and how it worked and how it operated. Yeah. So, those couple of years were some serious growing pains where like, you know, like there's floppy disks and, you know, people are zooming in on pictures and hitting enhance and it's the best. It's the best. Nothing I love more than an enhance feature like that. There's a fucking cyber cafe in this movie. Oh my God. A character goes to a cyber cafe and I'm like, oh my God, dude, take me fucking back. (laughs) There's a great scene in the middle of this movie. I don't really know how to fit this into the plot description, so... But we get another instance of uh, the Earth going wrong, and this time in Rome. <laughs> we get a little disaster movie along with the like outer space travel movie. Yes. Yeah, and we just see like magnetic lightning storms just making their way into Rome, and all of a sudden the Colosseum is just filled with like a ball of lightning. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like a roiling purple <laughs> plasmoid mass just in the Colosseum. And then lightning strikes down a street. <laughs> the lightning in the street is moving like a tornado. Yeah, it's not like a right. single strike. It's ripping through the concrete like a tornado, <laughs> ripping up the road. Just <laughs> it's like chasing after people. <laughs> is that an F5? <laughs> <laughs> just 
love that. It's fucking crazy. What is the science behind that one, by the way? Lightning? There is none. It's just fucking wrong. <laughs> there is no science behind the lightning. Doesn't do what it does in this movie, Nico. Yeah. It strikes. It doesn't yeah. hang around and rip up sidewalks. I don't think it can rip up sidewalks, by the way. No. Uh, it certainly can't blow up the Coliseum. <laughs> it certainly can't shape itself into a plasmoid mass and start eating people. When they were saying like lightning strikes, it'll it'll hundreds of lightning strikes per square mile. I'm like, that don't sound that bad. <laughs> that just get, just just fucking go in your house. You'll ground yourself in your car. You'll be fine. Fucking Rome looked worse than Stalingrad for God's sakes. A few <laughs> <laughs> lightning bolts, <laughs> dude. Nothing cooler than lightning, though. <laughs> Let's be real. I <laughs> lightning is so cool. I do like I, I lightning always frustrates me because I'm always trying to get a picture of it and it's fucking impossible. But uh, I got it's some, like liquid flames, you know. It's called napalm, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> liquid flames. Okay, I guess that it's not liquid flames. <laughs> napalm, not cool. Uh, no, I would actually go no. out on a limb and say it's not very cool. No. But lightning is. So I'm not a fan funny. of napalm. <laughs> no. But I hate the smell of it. <laughs> Not a fan of napalm. I hate the smell of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you like do you like lightning more, more than tornadoes? Because I've always wanted to see a tornado like in like nah, lightning is cooler. You think lightning's cooler than a tornado? I don't. I don't agree with that. Even an F five. Even an F. Mm. I just think like visually, like no one's painting fucking tornadoes on their race cars. Who cares? You know what I mean? Who cares though? I you see you see too much lightning though. I think I don't know. Even even if you were to ask me up front, even had I never seen one before, it's like which which is cooler, kid? This this little bolt here or this big swirling cloud of evilness coming towards you? Yeah, but it's like electricity pulsing through the air. That's fucking sick. Yeah, this is like a, a th- that's just air going through the air. It's it's a it's air going through. The- That's all that is. How about a lightning bolt getting stuck in a tornado? Huh? How about that? That happens. Now we talking. It's just a little. It's like a column of heat. Nick, really- what's your take on coolest natural phenomena? Babes. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Fucking blondes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking blondes. Oh uh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. So there's all these natural disasters. At one point, actually, later in the movie, the Golden Gate Bridge gets destroyed. Oh yeah. When the ozone layer opens up or something, right? And the extreme heat <laughs> starts burning people. I love, I love just the nonsense of this movie. It's- I love I love that the the Golden Gate Bridge melts, but their cars don't. The cars or them or them, yes, right. yes. Their tires melt. <laughs> that, 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 that that's one thing they got right. The tires do melt. Sure. Well, everything melts except for the cars. Everything. Yeah, I know, but like in reality, everything would melt. Yes. Right? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yes. Very of well, I mean, the cars would melt before the bridge. I'll tell you that much. Way before they would have blown up, probably too. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, also, the reaction of that would have been a lot worse. I th- to, to my understanding, like if that actually happened, it wouldn't have just like melted. It would have been like, like I, I don't know. It, you, I think the world almost could have ended right there, just <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> just by it opening up like that, and then just all this fucking <laughs> cosmic radiation pouring just into pouring. The- <laughs> it wouldn't just be like a concentrated <laughs> no, yeah. not, and and then like the water. It's also hitting water too, by the way, which would. It, with the amount boil of like, and it would boil and then explode and it'd be like turn to steam everybody would burn yeah it'd be really bad like you know when knowing you know the ending of knowing i do that's actually yes i do that's actually probably what would have happened why haven't we done knowing yet i saw that in theaters dude i remember that movie i did too well wow. that this was after that was the immediate follow-up to the second national treasure is that right that sounds right so cage was kind of you know riding on on uh, cloud nine here you know he was i think he probably just got ghost rider oh my god oh man dude he he's an mit professor in it it's just the same fucking script as this oh jesus (laughs) he's a professor i feel like that movie isn't 
that bad, but I don't remember. I mean, it was what I was thirteen when it came out. What year was it? Two thousand nine. Uh, yeah, two thousand nine. It does end with like a little Adam and Eve couple kiddos, right? I'm like a spoil, dumb. spoil. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> a lot of people don't know knowing. Yeah. Oh, There's a lot of people who haven't uh, seen it yet. I apologize yeah. to all you people so excited Keep to watch. Keep all your knowledge to yourself. I know. I'm so so smart with my knowledge of Nick Cage. What, what 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 is the title of that movie referred to? What? Knowing. He knows. What does he know? He like sees the future? He found like a list of numbers that came out of a time capsule that list past and future disasters. Oh yeah. So he knows. Hell so yeah. he knows what's gonna happen. And nobody else knows. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Alright, we'll do it. We'll do it. Fuck yeah. We gotta do a cage. We haven't done a cage in a while. Can we just do a list of uh movies I saw in high school? Can we just <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I just recommend a few of those? How about you wanna do push? <laughs> Nick Push. recounts the awkward dates from fucking oh my lord <laughs> the, the eighth grade and onward. <laughs> Did y'all ever see the Hayden Christensen vehicle Jumper? No, love Jumper. Jumper, love, jumper. Oh, love it. All right, let's do Knowing Push and Jumper. All right, oh those God. are our next what three. Which one's Push? That's the other Cage one. No, you've never heard of Push. It's more like like you know telekinetic. Came out the same year. Dakota Fanning. Chris Evans. What's the plot? What is it? What's the <laughs> uh, they're trying to find a girl in Hong Kong before a shadowy government organization does. But they, uh, yeah, there's like telekinesis. Okay. <laughs> I like how they gloss over that. <laughs> they gloss over that in the fucking description. It's just a bunch of people walking around New York City just pushing people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> All right, we're doing it. Cool. That's actually not a bad movie, though. <laughs> it's just pushing. Yeah, like a serial killer fucking thing. <laughs> the serial pusher. Yeah. He shoves people. It just people. That's down. not bad. He just shoves people in front of trains and shit. Hey, he doesn't kill people. Trains kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the killer. Oh. <laughs> trains are constitutionally protected. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Says it right there. Oh. All right, so yeah, so <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around this plan still. To so they're going to the center of the Earth. I get that part. They're gonna launch nukes in there. I get it. How are they gonna get out? What was the plan? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, gravity really strong in the center of the Earth. Way stronger. Think about how, how hard it is to leave the Earth to go to space. <laughs> Think about how hard it is to jump. So yeah. I don't know how they were planning on getting out. Okay. There there is an explanation for this in the movie. It's not a very good one, but it it is it, it was written. Um basically the unobtainium gets stronger the hotter it is. You said that already? <laughs> yes, yes. So they decided to use the heat from the core because it's like 9,000 degrees or something like that. And he's just like, we're basically a big solar panel, which makes no fucking sense because there, there's oh, no right. sun. But whatever. The core doesn't work the same as the sun. We, whatever. Um, so they're going to use a, uh, <laughs> the solar power where there is absolutely zero solar power. They're at the center of the Earth. There's no... Oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, basically, what he's saying is the heat will make us go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's good. And somehow that makes it so that they can exit the Earth in half the... Uh, exit the core in half the time or something like that. So yes. they're moving like twice as fast as they were. And Yeah. No, it's a third of the time. A third of the time. Faster up than it is down. Somehow. So yeah, so they drill to the center of the earth. That's the movie. They just drill and there's a lot of heat and shit around them and like uh most people don't survive. I'll tell you right now, it's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Just in general, not a great idea. I wouldn't recommend that for your spring break. I think my favorite little moment at the end was all of while they're in the core and they're like setting off the nukes, right? All of the generals and all of the people back on uh the surface are watching them uh, on this monitor, and they have this screen. They have this monitor of the Earth's core uh-huh. with a live feed. Yes, right. Which, which also which begs like, my question. My yeah, biggest yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Like you wouldn't be able to <laughs> they have a live feed of what's going on in the Earth's core. <laughs> Don't know how the radio waves, unless they had like Ethernet cables stretching all the way I was down. Say, like, like, how where the f- are the sensors? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
fuck the radio waves? Like, fuck how did the signal get to them? How is there a signal at all? How do we know? There's no way you can see on a monitor what's going on in the Earth's core live. Exactly. Right, yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe it's like uh, in Jurassic Park where they take the little shotgun and they just blow a little hole right there to get the little reverb and then they shoot it back to the computer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what that yeah. is. That's what I think it is. We should explain the destiny thing real quick. So, oh. Tucci, because he is close to the president and his administration, was part of this plan to design a weapon before the enemy could do it. It was a way that they could remotely set off earthquakes in other parts of the world. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was basically they could remotely set off like natural disasters in like Russia, for example. Is that what that binder he pulls out that kind of comically says secret and not confidential? Yes, right. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how fucking Joe Biden had one of those things hanging around his house. <laughs> I mean, like, it's very obviously a secret. Secret government secrets, you know? I love it. Just that Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> but essentially, they caused the problem. That is the big revelation, as we learn that the government actually caused this problem. The way it is described in kind of a metaphorical way is that Someone threw a wrench into the core. So, the, you know, it didn't destroy the core, but it kind of, you know, it, now it, it's experiencing hiccups. The other big uh, last note here, I guess, is the idea that none of these people were ever publicly thanked for going to the Earth's core and fixing the world, right? This is a top secret mission. Yes. So at the end, the hacker releases the files to the world simultaneously. To give them credit. Yes. The reason why this was not made public is because the government did not want to in- reveal their complicity in the problem to begin with. Right. Right. Again, I'm a little unclear why that was their backup plan, like what this thing could have done. Like that Like that was that was Tucci's like fallback. Yeah. So once half the cast died on the way down one by one, you know, uh, one guy uh, gets crushed by lava when he's outside tending to the crystals and yes another guy gets trapped in a part of the ship that has to be ejected because it they run into some sharp object and yeah so they all dies all the weapons expert is gone and then the navigator is gone or whatever. and so we're just left with the professor and hillary swank and tucci who also uh dies at uh, towards the end of the movie yes we have failed. Our mission has failed. Oh, come on, you're a bunch of suicidal morons! What are you, crazy? Plan C? Restart the course somehow? Oh, that's a great idea! That's a brilliant idea! I can't believe I'm stuck in this floating septic tank with you lunatics! You may have nothing to lose, you may have nothing to lose, you may have nothing to lose, but I have my life to lose, thank you very much, while you're up! Now turn it around! You told us to go back, and we're going back! Why? You want to be a hero? You want to be a martyr? What do you want to be? You're out of your mind! Thank you! Turn it around! No, I'm gonna die like this! You don't want to die like this! You don't want to die like this! And you want to die like this! Oh, shut up! So the little Tesla coil Project Destiny that's shot right at the center of the Earth. Right. That's drilled down there, right? Sure. Why not just drop the ship down there? Yeah, just use the path you already made for yourself. Right, just go wee! Wee! <laughs> I'm just picturing Mario Wee! <laughs> into the pipe and out the other yeah, end. Exactly. Yeah. He's going, <laughs> going down to fight Bowser. <laughs> Actually, now Mario sounds like Yahoo. All right, let's get the voice right. Sorry for all the Zoomers out there. That's yeah. right. Yeah, my Chris Pratt impression is. Uh, so yeah, so I don't know why they don't do that. It sounds but, like a pretty good idea. Yeah, again, I think they wanted to keep that kind of hush-hush. Oh. So they have this whole plan. We're going to do Project Destiny, but the ship, they stage a mutiny. And they're like, no, we're going to go and just figure it out when we get down there. Restart the course somehow, Nico? Right, just somehow. And they end up <laughs> going through with the Destiny plan anyway until the hacker at the last minute stops the launch. He hacks into the launch and... Uh, because he's communicating with Eckhart, right? Again, As, how they're getting a fucking signal down there. But they're no secretly kind me. of, they're doing did, AIM chat or whatever on AOL. Yeah, how the fuck did that signal get through? How are they doing this? I, I did, That's not how it worked. It, it, yeah, I think this movie is okay. Yeah, I agree. It's okay. It's, it's a rollicking fun good time, but it is 
offensive to uh, facts and reason and the field of science itself. <laughs> yes, offensive to the field of science for sure comes up for I think it was ranked least scientifically accurate film of all time. Let's right. get into this right now. OK, so <laughs> multiple scientists have taken issue with a number of plot elements. <laughs> Multiple scientists, not all of them, just a couple. <laughs> a couple. Some of them are okay with it. <laughs> Nine out of ten. Yeah. Colon. Earth's atmosphere wouldn't disappear within a year after the core stops rotating. A small EMP device cannot stop the core's rotation. No more than a fan can dissolve a thunderstorm. Birds can also migrate without the Earth's magnetic field. That was something. I knew that. Yeah. That was brought up at the beginning of the movie when the birds started uh, falling from the sky. Uh, sending messages from the Earth's core to the surface would be impossible since the signal would have to penetrate 4,000 miles of rock. The magnetic field would disappear everywhere at equal rate. So there wouldn't be holes without magnetism at certain places. That is was an issue during the Brooklyn Bridge sequence. Earth's magnetic field dissipating wouldn't cause solar microwave radiation strong enough to melt the Golden Gate Bridge. The rest of the atmosphere still provides enough production. Even if it could, it would melt cars long before it would melt the bridge. Mm. Uh, cavities and intact and intact crystals thousands of miles below the surface would be impossible as the intense pressure would crush both. And diamonds cannot be there since there is no carbon in the Earth's mantle. <laughs> People can't walk around a few minutes in 9000 degree environment. No. They would instantly burn to a crisp. <laughs> No. Delroy Lindo at one point has to walk out in the yeah, yeah. 9,000 degrees. It's really dramatic. His like, that, glasses crack and everything. It's very I, intense. I, I will say that scene scientifically makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, but I always... No, it got the to- it got the tone right. It got the emotions right. It feels least. like the science is right, right? Yeah, it's just... You're not, you're not even thinking about no, the science. No, it doesn't feel like the science is right, but, <laughs> but it makes me feel something, and that's what matters. That Delroy Lindo in his movies, I just, I love him. He knows how to die, unfortunately. <laughs> the that, guy knows how to die. That's how you fucking die. Right that's there. how you fucking <laughs> die right there. The scene actually where the French guy dies and he does the yeah. freak out where he didn't know how to open the box of wires. He didn't know what to do to get the door open. That traumatized me as a kid, that scene. Like... Just doing way more work than he needed to do, Lindo. Just fucking showed up that day and went to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, not kidding around. Above and beyond the call of duty. It's like you didn't have to have that much of a meltdown. No. So good. Uh, No ship can convert heat into energy to propel itself away from a nuclear blast. That should go without saying. There is no space between two tectonic plates to escape through near Hawaii as the island is situated in the middle of a plate not on the edge (laughs) Um, could have just done like California or something like that yeah so anyway those are all the complaints just to name a few of them but I will now read for you an article from 2003 on ain't com. the uh, god rest its soul ain't com includes an excerpt from an interview with the screenwriter of the film, John Rogers. And he was very pissed off when he heard some of the complaints levied towards his movie. So let's hear his counterpoint. Oh boy. Here we go. And let me try to read it as like angrily and pissed off. And like, I'm going to try to read it like comic book guy in Simpsons or something. I don't claim to know it's true. It's not like a nut job and I'm a nut job in a shack with tinfoil on my head, quote unquote, claiming that I've come up with some theory on how the earth works. I stated it was true because it is true. Three goddamn years of working, fighting, all caps, to get rid of the fucking dinosaurs, magma walks in spacesuits, bullshit sci-fi crap sources for the Earth's crisis, a fucking windshield, more all caps, at one point. Think about it. All the while thinking, I love sci-fi. Sci-fi has suffered too much. Too many bad science fiction movies. It's my responsibility to my fellow (laughs) sci-fi fans to make sure the science is as close as I can get to it. All of this so some guys who enjoy the power trip of snark can toss it out the window without ever thinking, hey, you know, maybe, just possibly, as I know jack shit about this, this could all be right. 
No problem with warp drive, alien devices who can't open a kitchen door, or a living, <laughs> living liquid planet god. But an improbable equation for semi-solid fluid dynamics? You're the logic cops. <laughs> I kind of like this guy. He's kind of coming around at the end for me. Uh, anyway, I will say one quick note about the windshields that I'll be done with it. Uh, that was one of my notes, too. So he's fighting the studio on that. Could he use the windshield? Could he use the fucking spaceship windshield? Uh, That's my note. I didn't understand what they were looking at half the time. But, uh, so, how oh, could yeah. there be a windshield? He went into all, he created this fucking new god metal just to explain how they could survive in there. And then he's like, yeah, but it has a glass window. <laughs> yeah, scientifically accurate, my ass. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I could have used a windshield. <laughs> For cinematic purposes, maybe? Yeah, that would be Is my one be- note. My other note would be, can we just take a half hour out of the movie? Because it is very long, two hours and 15 minutes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I kind of like it less knowing that the screenwriter thinks he's so scientifically accurate. Kind of just because like he talked the studio out of including dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. He thinks like now he's yeah, he's fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the core. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. That's the core of the core, guys. Yeah. Earth's colonoscopy. That's the core of the core. <laughs> Cost $85 million to make, grows $31 million domestic, $73 worldwide. That's really bad. You might call it a flop. I would. I certainly would. But here we are still talking about it today. How did Aaron Eckhart get work after this is honestly... It's really incredible that he is in one of the most successful movies of all time. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That he's playing that character too, by the way. Yeah. I'm not surprised, by the way. I know that Rob... uh, Really likes this movie. Yeah, actually, Rob probably should have been on the show today. Yeah, Rob. Uh, I messaged him about it the other day. I was, I told him I'd just watched the core, and he's like, "Fucking love that movie." Like, yeah, <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. We'll do another disaster movie with Rob sometime soon. Um, anything else? Anything to plug? No, nothing. Uh, go to Stop and Shop and buy barrels of fruit. That's my. That's my plug. Yeah. Go. Yeah, if anybody wants to send Nico an edible arrangement, <laughs> shoot me a message. I'll give you his address. Assorted fruits galore. By the way, I love me a fruit basket. <laughs> I will never say no to a fruit basket. Nope. Those things are always popular. They are. I'm gonna make you regret that. <laughs> <laughs> when you get 16 fruit baskets coordinated to arrive on the same day. <laughs> And they're all mango. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. We love you. We'll see you. Adios. Bye.